0: What does Father's Day mean to you? We're gonna discuss that in a little bit more this week on Fire Footwear. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Fire Footwear. This is your host, Matt Freitz, the Iceman, Matty Ice, whatever it is that you want to call me. I am just glad that you are here. I hope you are finding this happy, healthy, and safe. And I hope that everybody, all the fathers out there, all the children out there had a wonderful Father's Day. And honestly, a happy Mother's Day to all the mothers last month as well. It's a holiday that I completely forgot about and not because I don't appreciate all you mamas out there, it's just sometimes there's only so much content to go around and I'm one person, I don't really have a team doing any of this, so I'm gonna miss things from here on out. Last week there was no episode because I was visiting my father for the first time in two years, I took my son up there And it really caused me to shift what I wanted to do this week. The time before that though, we had talked about some alternative silhouettes and sneakers that we could go after that weren't Jordans and Dunks. Because I think when you look at the market, Jordans and Dunks are starting to become oversaturated to the point that I think that they are fading a little bit in terms of overall popularity. And I think that these sneaker companies are gonna have to pivot and figure out what it is that they're going to do to try to give us different silhouettes. One of the things I like to try to do with this show anyway, is I like to give you some alternative thinking as to what is out there in the sneaker market. A lot of the sneaker podcasts out there and so much of the sneaker content in general is always trying to traffic in a lot of the same things. They're trying to talk about the sneakers that are coming out, trying to rank sneakers and all that. And again, there's a place for that, but I always try to zig where others are zagging. This week, I was going to do a review of Air. I finally actually got to see the movie. And while I am going to give it to you next week, I pivoted a little bit because I was seeing my father for the first time in a couple of years. Last week, I ran out of runway. I wasn't able to get an episode out to you and I need to get a little bit better about communicating that. But again, this is an independent podcast and I don't have a team of people helping me out to do this stuff, so I do the best that I can. And sometimes it's just going to fall by the wayside every now and again. But I pivoted because of the type of trip that I had. Father's Day means a lot to me. If you are somebody who grew up having a good father like I did, Father's Day is going to have a special place for you. I understand that not everybody has a great familial relationship with members of their family, and more specifically, their parents. It's unfortunate in this country and all over the world that not every mother and father is created equal in terms of how good they are as a parent. Some people don't take the responsibility as importantly as they should, or they don't take it as seriously as they should. And parenthood is something that you venture into voluntarily that you should take seriously. My life changed drastically in March of 2020 when I had my son. James has been the light of my life. I've talked about him on this show, and Father's Day brought on a whole new meaning. But for me, for most of my life, my father was a very key component in my upbringing and has been a key component in my adulthood, and honestly, my ascension to who I am today, and that is Matty Geist, the host of this show and other shows. My dad was not a perfect father. I am not a perfect father. I do the best that I can, though, and I think every parent most of the time tries to do the best that they can. When my son was born and I held him for the first time, I wondered what I was going to think or what I was going to say in that moment. And I know that I just looked at him and said, I'm gonna do the best that I can 100% of the time. I won't be perfect, but I'm gonna do the best that I can to be the best father that I can be for you. And while my dad had a lot of faults as I was growing up, unfortunately, my father is somewhat of an addict. He is an alcoholic, he's a recovering alcoholic, and he had a very scary episode a few years back before the pandemic that caused him to reevaluate a few things. It certainly caused me to reevaluate a few things. And the pandemic obviously with the separation from family, it brought on a whole new meaning to seeing family and hugging your loved ones. In that time period, my mom passed away. So obviously a little bit more of a deeper meaning in terms of familial and parental relationships. And that's why this father's day meant something to me. As I was traveling up to see him thinking about the last two years, trying to articulate what I had been through in that timeframe, how was I a different person? As I have gotten older, I have learned to be able to take a look at the situation at hand and try to add perspective in it before the situation has come to a conclusion. That's not something we all have the luxury of. Many times we're able to look back on something and hindsight is always 2020, and we're able to say, oh, now I understand why that happened. I tried to take the past two years for both him and me and put it into some kind of a perspective so that I could have some proper expectations walking into the house with my father. I didn't know how it was going to be. I didn't know how my son was going to react to it. And so I was a little bit nervous going in. On the drive up, my son was very, very excited. He was actually a really good road trip partner. Any dads out there or any parents out there who take road trips, it can be very, very tough, especially when you have a toddler. My son is three years old. And sometimes they can just be unruly. They're still learning how the world works. And at this age, they're learning how their emotions work. And so sometimes you can have some difficulties because the situation is stressful for both you and your child. We made it up there to the Massachusetts area. My father is from Dartmouth, Massachusetts. It is a southern town along the coast of Massachusetts, the southern coast, and it's a very small town relative to a lot of other places in this country. And we got there and I saw him, and thankfully my father looked the same as what I had remembered two years prior. At his age, he's gonna be 76 in September. Sometimes the years bring on a lot more aging than you're prepared for. I know that my father is going to get old and eventually he is going to die. We all are going to die. That's just the way life works. But I didn't know what the last two years was going to look like for him. I tried to think about that in my mind. Is he going to look ancient? Is he going to look decrepit? And he looked just the same as he had two years ago. And I was very, very happy to see that. I was very happy to see that the last two years and the stresses of life hadn't gotten to him. And he seems very well preserved for being at his age. He was walking around fine. His mental faculties are great. And that was a great thing. My stepmother was in the same way and so overall I felt a sense of relief having seen them for the first time in two years and seeing that they were relatively in the same shape as I had left them but what left me heart warmed was my son going up to them and calling them Gigi and grandpa and giving them a big hug and kiss one thing about my parents that you should know or at least my dad anyway is he is a technophobe he's not somebody who uses technology and as a matter of fact he almost goes out of his way to not embrace technology And in today's world, where technology is at the forefront, we use it for just about everything. It does make it a little bit difficult to communicate. A lot of people in my life, almost everybody but him, I can text message, I can email, I can do some form of communication, whether it's on social media or through a phone or what have you. My father, I have to call him on his landline. That is the only way for me to get in touch with him. He does have a cell phone that's a flip phone, but he doesn't take it anywhere and he rarely charges it. So I'm left with just a landline. It's a very old school mentality and it does limit how often I can talk to her because my father also doesn't have a lot to say when I call him. So it's a little bit awkward in terms of that because that's just the way that he is, but they don't do FaceTime, they don't do any of that. Whereas my mom and my in-laws do FaceTime and they're able to see him and that has added a different layer of being able to connect with them even if we're not in the same place. My in-laws live in South Carolina, my mom lived in Connecticut. And so you're able to connect on some kind of a level and that was something that was a blessing for a lot of people during the pandemic so as soon as we go in the house it's a little bit awkward because i think both camps are trying to feel each other out but once we got comfortable within the first half an hour or so i realized that my son was on his game he was doing what he always does and he was lighting up the room and from that moment on the whole weekend took on a whole new meaning and it was a wonderful weekend It was really great to see my dad connecting with my son, to see my son wanting to be around him all the time. It brought me back to my childhood. As a father, our kids think of us as superheroes for a very long time. There's a moment in which your children realize that you're not invincible, and they can beat you at something, and that you're not perfect at everything. And we're all gonna go through that. But for a really long time, your kids think that you're a superhero. Your kids think that you can do anything. And I remember thinking about my father that way when I was a young kid. My father did a lot of things with me and he was a very active father. He was a very present father. He did a lot of traveling for his job, but I never remember that time as feeling like he was missing out on anything, even though he was gone probably a lot more often than I remember, my dad was a very present father. And one thing I realized when I was looking at him with my son this past weekend is that his deficiencies as a human being, I'm talking about his addiction to alcohol, As I was growing up, it never actually made a difference in how he parented me. It never made a difference as to whether he was there or not. Somehow, his alcoholism didn't affect how good of a dad he was, and that's a very rare gift. Some people are not able to do that. Their addiction takes over their whole life. Somehow, my father was not that way. It wasn't until he became an adult, like an older, older adult, when I was an adult, That it started to affect his life more because I think he had less on his plate to keep him occupied. And I know that with addiction, you're always thinking about that next fix, whatever it is, whether it's gambling or drugs or alcohol. And when my father was working, he wasn't able to think about that next fix. He was doing his job there. And when he would come home, he was parenting, so he didn't have to think about it. And then as his life got simpler, he got to think about it a little bit more. And so over the course of that weekend, I watched my son become more and more enamored with him and my stepmom, more and more comfortable with them to the point that he was sitting on the couch with them, watching their favorite television shows, talking with them, talking about his daily life in school. And it was great. And it actually got my father out of his shell to the point that he decided he was going to go out places with us. Something that you should know about my dad, and I think this applies to a lot of people as they get older and older, is they become less attuned to children. They are not used to being around children, especially very young children, all the time the way that many of us are who are parents or who have friends that are parents. And I don't think that they're accustomed to being around the sort of organized chaos that comes with kids. I'm somebody who likes to keep the house in a very specific way. I think that you should be a kid and have a great time. But obviously there is a level of there's no screaming in the house. There's no trashing the house, things of that nature. And that's the way I was brought up. And we all generally parent that way. And because that way of parenting didn't have a negative impact on me, I see it as something that I think would have a positive impact on my son. And my parents just aren't used to being around the kind of noise that kids make. Even if you are keeping it in a sane way, the kids are just noisy. They are experiencing the world, they're happy, and they don't really have the same weight of the world on us the way that we adults do. And my parents aren't used to being around that, but somehow my father embraced it wanting to go to the zoo with my son. That was the first time my son had ever been to a zoo and boy, was that a great moment. Seeing my son walk up to my father and grab him by the hand, wanting to hold his hand as they're walking through it. These are moments and I posted this on Instagram, but it really made me, it made me tear up a little bit. It tore me up inside because I hadn't considered that this would be this way. I hadn't considered that my son would look past all of the imperfections of my dad and just see him as that superhero grandpa. And it was a wonderful, wonderful feeling. Again, I know that a lot of people don't have the same kinds of relationships with their parents as I did. I was very fortunate to have two very active parents in my life and to be imparted with a lot of wisdom, whether they realized they were imparting it or not, that sometimes people are not given. I know that I've seen family members who never really had a role model in their life. Thankfully for me, I did have one. And thankfully for me, I was able to take a lot of the things that my parents didn't do correctly or that they could have done better And I'm trying to do better in my life as a parent as well. And so I left this weekend thinking about fatherhood. I left thinking about what my relationship to my dad meant to me. And I realized that when my father is long gone, I'm going to look at all the positive memories that I have. I'm going to remember all the ways in which he was active and all the ways in which he helped mold and shape who I am today. Those lessons that he taught me, whether he realized he was passing them on or not, they are very, very valuable to me. And I can only hope to do the same thing for my son. And it was just a wonderful, wonderful weekend. But you come here for sneaker content. And while I hope that you had a great Father's Day, however it is that you celebrate, or that you were able to cope with the holiday if you have had loss of a father or you do not have a relationship, at the end of the day, what do we love on this show? And it is sneakers. So how could we get past the Father's Day related episode without talking about father sneakers or dad sneakers as they're called? Dad sneakers are still kind of in but I think when we sneakerheads look at dad sneakers, there are two different camps. There are sneakers that are hyped, that are great colorways, that look like a dad shoe, but they don't meet the criteria that we're talking about here. There is a specific kind of shoe that all sneakerheads can think of when they think of a dad shoe. And they think about those white socks and those white shoes, and there's just, there's something about them that that makes them stand out. Maybe even a pair of jean shorts. We're thinking along those lines. now. I have five that I wanna talk about here and I also have an honorable mention, but I want to say something here. Not all of these are going to be that traditional white sneaker. Some of them are actually popular today, but the way that they were 20 or 30 years ago, they were not part of the fabric of sneaker culture. So I'm gonna mention them here. Let's start with an honorable mention. Now this one is going to ruffle some feathers because this is still a very popular and highly selling shoe, but I want you to hear me out. So my honorable mention is a crisp white Air Force One. Thing is, crisp white Air Force Ones are worn by young people, but when you have that all-white shoe, it lends itself to dadhood. It lends itself to being that quintessential dad shoe. And many people who are sneakerheads who insist on having a pair of those in their collection, a crisp white pair, that is a line of thinking that is, what, 30 or 40 years old now? So you're all probably dads, and you're at that age where maybe some of us have a dad bod. I'm raising my hand here in the studio. I do have a dad bod. And we're at the point where we see those as hype, but you know what they are? They're kind of dad shoes. So they're an honorable mention for me because of how popular they are across the board and how highly they sell. But still, I think the aesthetic is there. So the number five Father's Day sneaker that I can think of is the New Balance 993. This is another shoe, and this, there's a reason why it is ranked so low here. This is something that's popular, that gray New Balance 993. This is a staple father's shoe. I know a lot of dads who wear them right now that have no clue that these are something that is very popular in sneakers because the New Balance 993 is something that has been given a lot of polish. It's been given a lot of push because of how New Balance is trying to reinvent themselves in this game. But let me tell you, that gray 993, that's a dad shoe, whether you like it or not. So if you're young and wearing them, just know that you're gonna indoctrinate yourself and be grandfathered into that being a dad shoe one day when you become a dad. Number four. The Yeezy 700 falls in that category like I talked about of a shoe that looks like a dad shoe, but most of the colorways don't really fit the mold that we're talking about. But the analog 700s, the all white ones, I'm sorry, but all white lends itself to being a little bit more daddish than I think we would like. One of the things this has going forward is the fact that the silhouette is so clean and the silhouette is just so lovely. I love it so much. But this all white shoe, I could never wear it because I would feel, again, too exposed, too dad-like. And I just don't think I can do it. Maybe you disagree with that, but that's the way that I see this shoe. Number three, I'm putting any and all Skechers in the conversation here. It doesn't matter whether it's white, black, purple, pink, red, doesn't matter. Skechers themselves are definitely worn by people who are in their mid to upper 40s and higher. It's just the way that it is. It is what Skechers wants to market to. It is their core demographic. When you go into any Skechers outlet, you're not gonna see young people in there. And maybe there are people who will wear them, but I think that they go for function over anything else. And what is something that older people like? Function over fashion and Skechers meets that in spades. So Skechers is number three, any Skechers at all. Number two is the New Balance 624. Now this one looks very, very similar to what will be the number one shoe, but this is the white with some blue trim. It's quintessential dad shoe. You can see this worn with high socks and jean shorts. You can just see this on a guy sitting at the grill with an apron that says number one dad on it or something like that. There's nothing else that you can say about them. They're walking shoes, they are old, and they just look old, and that is what it is. So the New Balance 624 is my number two. The number one, if you've known me long enough or you've been in sneaker culture long enough, you probably know that I have a deep appreciation for the fact that the history means something. And if there is one shoe that has been the ultimate dad shoe forever, and every incarnation of it is the ultimate dad shoe. It is the Nike Air Monarch. It doesn't matter whether it's the three, the four, whatever number you want to put on it. They all look the same. And they're dad shoes. And unfortunately, my neighbor bought a pair. He's the same age as me. And he was telling me the other day because he knows I'm a sneaker guy. And he's like, I bought these amazing shoes. They're so comfortable. And the Air Monarchs and my heart sunk because that means you've given up. That's the way I see it. You've given up in life because you have decided that you're going to go right into dad shoe mode and you're going to be that guy. And I feel bad for you. And any fathers out there who are wearing those shoes, God bless you. I just can't do it yet. I am not ready to surrender and wave the white flag or the white shoe. I'm still not there yet. And I won't be there for a long time. And when I go there, it'll be kicking and screaming because I absolutely have to. But God bless the Air Monarch for being the best dad shoe of all time. What is your favorite dad shoe? And what does dad shoe mean to you? What does Father's Day mean to you? Get in touch with the show on Instagram at firefootwearpod is the handle to do that. You can find me on Twitter at firefootwearpod at Maddie Ice Freights are the two handles if you want to find me there. If you're listening on Apple and Spotify, don't forget to hit follow, rate, review, all that good stuff. We've been continually adding people to this community and I'm very, very happy and excited to have every single one of you here. It makes me very happy. So keep supporting the show there. Please support the Matty Ice Media Network, mattyicemedia.com for all the other podcasts that we have, including Iceman and Coach. And if you have any questions or comments for me and you want to email the show, firefootwearpod at gmail.com is the way to do that. I hope this finds you well. I hope this finds you safe. But one more thing we got to get into before we get out of here. release of the week where I like to highlight a shoe that kind of catches my every single week. It won't necessarily be hype. It might be It's just a shoe that I think that you should pay attention to. I think the obvious one here, getting away from Jordans and Dunks, is the Nike Mac Attack that released on 623. That would be the day you are listening to this or the day that I recorded this. And it's a great silhouette with that smoke gray. I think they're going to run this silhouette into the ground. But honestly, the first incarnation, the OG incarnation, it looks really, really cool. They obviously got Travis Scott in on the marketing of it. And John McEnroe, while maybe somebody that doesn't necessarily hit in the pop culture realm these days, He's somebody that made tennis sneakers popular in the 80s. And so they got him involved on it. It's a nice looking shoe. I'm excited to see what they do with it. I like that they started with the OG. But honestly, I think when you start with the OG, you can only build from there. So they're paying homage to the OG and the past. And they're going to make the future what it is with this silhouette. And who knows? It may become the next Nike Dunk. But I think that the direct competitor of it is the New Balance 550. We'll see what happens over time. Will the 550 start to dwindle in terms of popularity? And will this take over? nike is a bigger brand than new balance so we shall see i'd like to thank everybody for showing up this week i know that i haven't been on a regular cadence but i'm appreciative of everybody who shows up as i said earlier i hope this finds you happy healthy and safe and i will talk to you next week this is fire footwear The opinions and viewpoints expressed on Fire Footwear are those of Matt Freights and his guests, and not necessarily those of the Matty Ice Media Network. Fire Footwear is exclusively owned by Matt Freitz and is brought to you by the Matty Ice Media Network.